Hello! お疲れ様です、ワコです。今日は失敗について、Failures and how to go about it について話していきたいと思います。えっと、先週はちょっとお休みいただいたんですけど、あの実はバークレーにいてあの UC バークレーのキャンパスにいてでそれはそのモックインタビューワークショップっていうそのイベントに行ってたんですねあのビジネスクラブのアセンドっていうクラブがあってその人たちが、えっと、モックインタビューって言ってその就職とか就職活動とか夏季インターンシップを探す時にあのよくある面接の仮面接っていうのかな,なんか私が面接官としてインタビューとしてあの面接の練習をするっていうのを、えー、とやってくれないかっていうことで、えー、とキャンパスにいました。And so it was a mock interview workshop event for this business club. And you know, so because I'll be helping students prepare for interviews, I came up with a set of questions that I personally like, came across with often, or I think is a pretty good questions to be prepared for. And one of them is When was the time when you faced challenge or failed at something, and how did you go about it? And to me, I think this is a really great, great question and a very important question because it kind of tells you. How you bounce back, how you focus on, you know, not just the failure itself, but then like what that could teach you.、Um, and so I really like that question. So, you know, this mock interview itself was, you know, four students, half an hour each, two hours long. It's like a one on one session. But then each of my students that I talked with, I asked the same questions. Um, and one of them definitely was when was the time you failed and how did you go about it? It was basically about failure. You're gonna have to talk about failure. And one student that I talked with, you know, when he got asked this question, he just like kind of smirked a little bit and said, you know, it's kind of hard to answer because I never failed. なんか正直失敗したことないんですよねみたいな感じで言ってきたんですよね。It's not like, it's not like joking around or anything.He seemed pretty genuine about it.He seemed pretty genuine with the fact that he has never failed.And honestly, in my head, I was like, dude, you guys, you need to think a little hard.You know, there at least has to be like one little failure.Like, it's the interview, the whole point of interview is not about like this, like, oh yeah, I never failed. But then just come up with something, right? And that kind of、um, that was interesting to me because I never, I'm not the person who are, who have pride in not failing. Let's just put it that way. I have my pride in my most proudest, most proudest. My, uh, my proudest moments, some of the proudest moments come from failures. So, 
it's very interesting to me to hear like genuinely say like someone genuinely say that like oh I've never failed and so you know I ended up giving feedback to this person saying like hey like you know you have great experience you're qualified you're very smart and what you can work on right now probably might be push yourself enough to fail because I think there's invaluable lessons from failing. And honestly, like the biggest and the only failure that you can ever experience is not failing, if that makes sense. If you're not pushing yourself enough to not fail, then you're failing at you know, going outside of your comfort zone. So that's the ultimate failure to me. And, you know, I I got pretty passionate about that because, um, because I firmly believe in that failure makes you a little better and stronger and bigger of a capacity. So um, I thought I would just talk about my failures today that I remember so far. Um, I'm reading off of this, my portfolio website. Uh, if you go to wakomorimoto.com, um, it's my portfolio. あの、あの、what I've designed. その私の中、今までの作品っていうのと、あと、my third section is when I failed. And I have a whole section where I talk about my failures and what I felt, um, how I went about it, what I learned from it, and how I'm using that experience um, for the better uh, me today. And so I thought I would just like go through that. Um, it's just like a sharing story. Because, because like, I think we all want to not avoid failures. And it's like, we really need to think of failures or as like a positive thing. Okay, like maybe probably not like positive things. Like maybe you're not able to treat it as a positive thing immediately after it happens. But we got to be able to treat it as like something that leads to the right direction. And so without further ado, I'm going to talk about my failure experience. It goes back quite a while. The first experience that I remember is um, in sixth grade. Um, so every year at my elementary school in Japan, sixth graders perform a marching band in front of a school at an annual event. で、えっと、ま、いろんな曲を演奏して全校の前でパフォームするっていうのが、えっと、運動会の、ま、小学校の集大成みたいな形であるんですね。And ever since I was in the first grade, I wanted to be the conductor of that marching band. And my class elected me as a conductor of the band, which meant that the practice wouldn't start until I show up to the music room. But one time, I, well, actually, not one time, it happened a couple times, but I completely slept through my alarm and missed the practice. And 
40 of my friends, like my classmates, were waiting for me. So I woke up as usual, like at a usual time, not remembering that it was a music practice time. So I would have to actually be there at an earlier time and came in at school at a normal time. And then immediately my heart sinks. I'm like, shit. I forgot that it was the music practice and I immediately walk down to the room and there I hear a bunch of friends like 40 of my classmates just practicing on their own and I slowly open the door and that was the I think that was like the most scary part like experience in the elementary school I felt so bad because one it was not like you know, oh yeah, let's do it together for fun. It was for a big event, annual event at school. It was like a wh- entire school event. And I was waiting or making 40 of my friends wait in the music classroom. So I felt really, really bad. And so when I apologized to my classmates, it taught me that my actions do have a consequence. Um, honestly, I think it was probably the first times I learned my responsibility for something larger than like myself. I had responsibility for my class in a way. And okay, maybe it might be a little small of a story, too small of a story to count it as a failure. But to me, it was like a, it was one of the first time when I, you know, really really felt bad and apologized for this responsibility that I had so that was that was in sixth grade um, fast forward to my freshman year freshman year that was my third year coming to the states and um, in middle school and high school I went to a two separate school um, in high, like it was a new high school for me, and I didn't know anyone. Granted, it was a very small high school. We only had like sixty people in our class. For me, it was a very new environment, and also given that, like you know, I wasn't, I wasn't um, fluent in English. It was nerve wracking transition for me, but um, my hope was that to have everyone know my name as soon as possible that was one fear like my fear was that like you know yeah it's only 60 people but then what if not everyone knew my name at the end of the school year that was like a little fear that I had so I was like you know what if if I can't just like walk up to each individual and just like introduce myself, if it's hard, then why don't I just like do a speech in front of everyone so then like everyone has to hear me, you know? And so that was my thought process. So the class rep elections was a perfect opportunity for me. I decided to run for class representative at my new high school. And first time I didn't get a spot. Um, you know, I was a new kid again, like my English was far from perfect. I, yeah, I could barely pronounce representative, right? Uh, but still this experience helped me get used to failures and accept it as a part of my progress. Like when, when I didn't get a spot, 
that was like very firm like very solid moment that I know what I was doing was right for some reasons I didn't get a spot but the fact that I didn't get it knew like uh, made it so clear that I had to take a step and um, you know increase my presence in the class or make new friends you know the direction got so clear to me Um, and next year I ran for the same position again and still do not get the position and so that was like the second failure was really the one that called for the mindset shift I guess um, of fake it till you make it Uh, that became sort of my motto I guess for the high school time and I realized that avoiding mistakes was the core reason I couldn't overcome the language barrier even after four years of moving to the country. Um, You know, this was my fourth year and I still did not get the class rep position. You know, even after running for the second time, I did not get it. And that was a wake-up call in a way because for the longest time, I was so scared of making grammar mistakes um I was still not perfect in English I'm I'm I am still not to this day but even less so and I was scared that you know what if I make mistakes and like have an accent or a weird accent and then people make fun of me that was my fear um but I realized that again like avoiding mistakes was the core reason I couldn't become overcome the language barrier So I pushed myself to raise my hand at least once in class every day and started organizing a small fundraiser for my club that had three people back then. Um, The more I put myself on the stage in front of people, the more comfortable I got with my little mistakes. And so my shift was that like I decided to make a stage for my own or on my own. I decided to proactively raise my hands, like speak up in the class, even though it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't even have to be a unique opinion on my own. It can be like, oh yeah, like I agree with so-and-so's opinions. Like it can be like that. But then my rule that I set up for myself was that at least in my, at least once in a class, I would raise my hand and speak up. That was my rule from now on then. And, you know, I started my club that supported uh, a girl's school in Kenya. I want to go deep, do too deep into it because that's just like a whole can of worms. But I started a club and uh, to grow a, like members, club members, doubled in size and uh, organized a big, big fundraiser that ended up making a record for the most number of most amount of money raised um as a school club in the school history so that's kind of cool um but yeah so the more I you know make little mistakes the more I got used to it the less I cared about it because there's just like so many things to keep track of like I have no time to think about like little mistakes that I make right um and in the spring semester before my senior year I was elected as the event commissioner of student executive board. So event commissioner is in charge of like planning a dance event, like dance party, like prom or homecoming or um, spirit week. Spirit week っていうのは学校全体が学年
まあちょっと運動会って言えばいいのかわかんないですけど、まあ、学年ごとに競い合うようなイベントとか、まあ、そのイベント全体の管理人みたいなのがイベントコミッショナーにな,なんですけどそれになれたんですね。And my um And again, like my club of three people grew to 12 people. I mean, 12 is still small, but it quadrupled in size, right? And this led me to quite a bit of a confidence saying, like, hey, like, if I am, if I make small mistakes enough, I won't be. Worry too much about it, anyways. So I just like decided to. It was, it made it easier for me to not care about my mistakes. So that was high school. Um, sorry, I'm tr- trying to double check my time and see if it's too long. But my third mistake, s or basically, it's this is not even a mistake, but. It's called, the story is called Lost Suitcases. So, again, like I mentioned like briefly,、um, I was in this school club called the Raja Club where we、um, supported secondary or secondary team. High school, girls' high school in Kenya. And in the summer of 2019, my young sister and I stayed at a school in Kenya, the Raja School. For two weeks to host workshops about Japan because、um, that was my like third time going to the Raja, and the first couple of times I realized that not that many girls know about Japan at all. And so I decided to do a workshop on Japan. Even though it was my third time going to Nairobi, flying across the globe with my little sister was probably the most nerve wracking thing that happened for me.、Um, So, I thought of the worst case scenarios on the way, and quite literally everything I imagined happened on the way there. So, first of all, my sister became sick,、uh, felt nauseous at the first layover in Rome, and we go to,、um, we had a lay- another layover at Addis Ababa in Ethiopia. And there was no, absolutely no reliable source of water or food、um, there at all. And that made me so nervous because she was like, my,、uh, my sister was like, hey, like I might throw up. And then she just went into the bathroom and I just go look for water, but then there's no source of water and there's no restaurants at a waiting area. So that made me nervous. And But then eventually we got to Nairobi, but our flight to Nairobi got delayed for four hours. And so, like, my sick little sister waited like four, waited, like, four extra hours. And we could not find our driver from the Nairobi airport to the Daraja school for one hour. So we're just like roaming around trying to call someone、um, for an hour. And as a cherry on top, We got to the Nairobi airport and both of our suitcases went missing. And in that suitcase, like, it had literally everything、um, our volunteer supplies, our clothes, our emergency, emergency food, everything. And, you know, when I found out about that, I completely lost it. I was like bawling my eyes out because I felt bad because this is my first. 
time my younger sister is going to Kenya or you know needless to say like travel for long distance and I didn't want her to have like a really bad experience or I didn't want her to have a short end of the rope at all but you know everything that I was fearful of happening did happen so I lost it when I I just yeah I just lost control of it when I found out that our suitcases went missing. And so we were left with four, not four, our small backpacks with no extra clothes or supplies for the workshop at all. Um, and as much as I was upset about our suitcases, uh, we decided to take this as an opportunity to improvise. You know, this suitcases happening kind of forced us to be this Mary Kondo, you know, um, ultimate minimalist. And so we introduced, um, we introduced like Japanese culture, uh, such as like Tanabata festival to students uh, to cheer them up during their final exam season. We wrote down, uh, we encouraged like students to write down their wishes so that like they know their understanding or they're always remembering their North Star and like what drive them during the final exam season and then hanging on the tree like um, actual Tanabata festival. Um, and one of the faculties asked me to paint the murals on campus. So I did with some help from like students and some help from the faculty members. So I that time like I was extra grateful for any help that I got not only from the faculty or other volunteers but from students as well. Um and after countless numbers of calls and emails uh to their airline company, our suitcase came back to us on the last day at our stay. Like literally 2 hours before we left. Uh, this Daraja to head back home two hours before we left for home the suitcases arrived and you know even though this was not necessarily a failure that I could have avoided um, it definitely challenged me to react to unexpected circumstances wisely and kind of like take advantage of that in a way um, it taught me that depending on how you adapt to a situation, these like quote unquote accidents or failures or unfortunate events could be something that actually makes the trip, becomes the highlight of the trip. So that was the story on the lost suitcases. Um, and the most recent quote unquote failure stories that I have on my portfolio is called CS61A exam. CS uh, stands for computer science. So um, UC Berkeley students who have taken computer science 61A class will know that this class, to say the least, is an experience. Um, coming from a background with absolutely no experience of computer programming, taking this class filled with freshmen and sophomore as a junior was a bit of a leap for me. So I didn't take this introductory class until I was a junior. Junior っていうのは、えっと、大学3年生ですね。だからその、ま、みんな1年生、2年生、低学年の時に取るはずのクラスが、私取ってなくて、そのデータサイエンスっていうのを初めてなくて専攻を 
なので3年生になって初めてそのコーディングっていうのをやったんですね Week 4 came so 1ヶ月だって I got my worst case like worst score I've ever gotten in my life at its first midterm and I got 5 out of 40 which is like 12.5% It's a solid F. It's almost like F minus minus, like double negative. Double negative makes it positive, but F minus, the lowest score you could ever get. Probably the only thing I got right was my name. You know, it was bad. And a mini mental breakdown followed immediately after.、Um, I actually found out about the score while I was out with、uh, my friend at a gym. And I was telling her, I was like, yeah, like this, this midterm was rough. You know, I walked out of the classroom almost laughing because I just did not know what to do about it. And, you know, I was like, yeah, but whatever, like, I'm glad it's over. And I was joking that, like, ha ha ha, like, what if I got like five points? What if, right? And immediately after, I get a notification on my phone saying, like, ding, like, your first midterm is graded. And I was like, Oh my god, I gotta check my score. I checked my score, and long behold, it was beautiful 5 out of 40. And I guessed it right. I got five points in a midterm. And really, like, I would, I could not help but laugh, but laugh in pain, right? And when I got back home, I was just like crying in the shower. <laughs> Crying in the shower, and I was like, you know, like if I cry in the shower, it goes down the drain, so it doesn't count. The tears don't count. So I was just crying so much in a shower.、Um, but that also helped me pause and think of what I could do differently in the future, too.、Um, I noticed that my fear of feeling inferior to others, inferior to not, it's a little bit of a little bit. So, feeling inferior to others and my lack of patience for my progress, those are like the two things that are kind of preventing me from basically passing my class. And to change my mindset and approaching this class, I went to office hours at least three hours a day, and like every single day, without an exception, three hours a day, and asked for advice. From freshmen to seniors. Like, at first, I was like, dude, like, I'm already a junior and I don't want to take classes with freshmen or sophomores. I'm scared that, like, these kids are way like smarter than I am. But after getting this five points in the midterm, I did not care. Like, I did not care if you're freshmen or seniors. I would just, like, ask advice from everyone. And that paid off. You know, as I worked on projects with my classmates, I gradually, gradually started to feel the joy of working with people to make something new. And at the end of the semester, I received a grade of B, which is not the best, but shows my growth as a programmer, right? It started off as like a solid F, and then now we were at B. So, you know, like, It was a class of 1200 students. It was a big, big, big class. But if it comes to like, nobishiro, like opportunities, like growth aspect, 
I was probably at like the top 1% out of 1200 students of like in terms of growth. Because from F to B is quite a glow up. だからもうなんか1200人のクラスの中で伸びしろ私多分一番だったと思うんですよね。まあそれそういうことを言えるぐらいまであの慣れたんですけど。This class like helped me build up my patience for my progress and let, let go of the fear of feeling inferior and take in the flexible mindset to learn instead. Um, being able to gain this lesson in such a supportive environment was one of the reasons I am grateful for education, especially at Berkeley. And this school owes me many quarter life crises, but I owe my school for even more opportunities to grow as a learner. And the big great example is this CS61A class. So those are just like a few of my. Failures that I have come up with and decided to put on my portfolio. Obviously, like there's a lot more failures that I've experienced but decided not to put it on my portfolio because maybe it was a mistake that I made while I was drunk and maybe it might not be as professional to put it on a portfolio. But, anyways, I think this is a good set of list of failures that I experienced so far. And whenever I look back on these stories, it just makes me optimistic. It makes me happy, makes me excited、uh, because I am able to use this experience for good, for the better. And the most, like, the biggest part that I like about me, that sounds narcissistic, but The biggest part that I like about myself is that I'm not scared of little mistakes. I'm not scared of failures. Because, like, who cares? Like, no one's got a time to just like, think back on it and say, like, think too much. Like, oh, wait, was it too awkward? Oh, wait, like, am I, am I boring? Oh, wait, like, is everyone looking at me? Like, no one cares. No one cares and no one has time for that, including you. You don't have time to just like marinate that mistakes and just like be scared of it.、Um, and I think I've made little mistakes, so many mistakes enough that to a point that I just like literally don't care. And honestly, I really like that part about myself.、Um, So, yeah, I, if you are ever a little bit scared of making mistakes, my two cents is that the biggest failure that you can experience is not making mistakes. If you have never failed in your life, think again, think hard again. And if you think again and still think that, huh, like I've never failed in my life, then. My advice is to like push even more, push yourself more so that you fail at something. That's the moment you when you know that you're in the right direction. For me, you know, failing kind of makes me a little、uh, like clears up my head because that tells me that, like, oh, wait, I didn't do it right, or like, oh, I didn't succeed in it. That means there's a 
there, there's the other side of the coin, right? That means like if failing means that there's another side of the flip meaning success. And that is a clear sign that I'm headed to the right direction. So um, yeah, if you're ever scared of it, don't be start by making small mistakes i guess or start by writing down your mini failures and just like be able to laugh about it the more you're able to do that the more relaxed you get and i'm still on the work in the works for that but um i think this is like one advice that i would give for or actually did give to the students that came to my workshop so yeah i just thought that i would share that with you on this podcast as well はいえっと今日のエピソードはこのぐらいにしたいと思いますちょっと長めになったかもしれないんですけどえっと楽しんでいただけたら嬉しいですえっともしよろしければインスタグラムのフォローよろしくお願いしますユーザーネームは ちょっとそうと、ちょっとそうと、ちょっとそうと、ちょっとそうと、ちょっとそうと、ちょっとそうと、ちょっとそうと、ちょっとそうと、ちょっとそうと、ちょっとそうと、ちょっとそうと、